This is episode 115 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your hosts, Tim Bowen. I like this. You're, you're going to try and convert me. And Stephen Johnson. It took us about a year and a half to develop and about another year and a half to follow. Today, Stephen once again tries to convert Tim to the joys of short selling. And this time, he's using six rules that it took him about a year and a half to develop and another year and a half to follow. It took us about a year and a half to develop and about another year and a half to follow. Yeah, I know. We already said that. But he's fresh off another spiritual adventure to Thailand. And like Tim always says... I know that every time you go to Thailand, you come back enlightened. I think you've reached the next plateau of enlightenment with these trading rules. And you get to hear them right now. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. I recently uh, turned a $600 account into a $3,500 account with one setup following six rules. If you follow the six rules to a T, Tim Bone even agreed, you can do the same. You can have the same results. So let's get into the episode and check out the rules. Hey everyone, Tim Bowen here. Really appreciate you listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. I have a great time doing it, really giving back, and, and it's a true passion project of mine. But if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of trading, in Stocks to Trade Pro, it's a mentorship program that I do, twice daily webinars, every single day of the week. Never miss a day, market open, market close. And I think it is the best way to really speed up that learning curve. And the best thing about it, and this is something that I'm truly, truly proud about, is we built an amazing community in Stocks of Trade Pro. We have a chat room, traders in there all day long, new, intermediate, advanced, young, old. It is an amazing community, and I think by working in these twice daily webinars with the chat room, with the community, with Stocks to Trade, it is one of the best ways to become that consistently profitable trader. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. Uh, Jeevan Stanson here with uh, Bim Toen. Did you see what I did there? <laughs> that was tricky. Yeah, that was tricky. I like it. Yeah. I, I had a thing about it. It was weird. Uh, I'm back from Thailand. Tim's back from America, but I think he never left. Uh, and we are talking about NBY, it was a successful trade I had on July 29th, but it was a tricky one. So with it, I want to run six rules by Tim Bowen and the audience. Uh, and it's May six rules to short a stock on its first green day. Oh, okay. So, so you, so you're gonna, you're gonna, you, you, you I, I like how you prepared. So I, I appreciate you bringing the ammunition. So you're, you're gonna try and convert uh-huh. me. So, so the, I, I, I didn't really know. This was, so, so the just so the listener knows, this was kind of Stevens. Uh, you know, he was the the producer of this episode, and and I wasn't sure exactly what we were going over today, but I like this. You're you're gonna try and convert me to believing in a good time to short a first green day. Yeah, and I don't really want to. I like it. I like it. I don't really want to uh, share this strategy because it took us years to develop. It took us about a year and a half to develop and about another year and a half to follow. Um, I did, I did blow up my account on RKDA, but it's not because I didn't follow the strategy. It's because I left shares in and I thought I was out and then I went on the drink in Thailand for two days. And then when I look back, I blew up my account. So hey, you know, to do 
at the Steady Trade Podcast, we're we're always about you know helping you get one percent better, refining your trading rules, you know, tweaking things, and yeah, hey, you know, Stephen and I, I think you know, you know, we've we've got a lot of good material to give to you. And I think that Stephen might have just laid the most golden of golden trading rules. Never stay short a low float stock and then fly to Thailand to get drunk for seven days. I think, I think that might be the greatest trading rule of all time. You know, the, honestly, what, what happened was is Aki Day was risky and I, and I was like, I shouldn't take this, but it looks slightly weak pre-market and it, it should wash out, which it did. And then I had the ping button to say, oh, you've, you, you covered your shares, but I forgot that I had another 1200 in. And then I went on the drink for two days, looked back at my account and I was like, where's all my money gone? <laughs> I was gutted. I was totally gutted. But, but, but uh, this, is what I, this is what I like about today's episode in, in, in your point on RKDA. And again, I appreciate the honesty that, that you're willing to openly admit that mistake. And, you know, and, and, and I think it, it closes the loop well, because listen, um, I read a quote and I, I gotta look it up who said it. But it was one of, I think he was either one of the turtle traders or one of the market wizards. And his quote was, listen, you know, I could print these rules out in the, in the, in the newspaper. And if people don't follow them, it doesn't matter. So that's why I'm telling you, I don't think you have to be worried about this strategy that took you two years to employ because what we have seen, and that's why we get so many epic short squeezes these days is people just refuse to, to follow the rules. So please. As we get started, if you want to be in that 10% that don't fail, okay, 90% fail because 90% fail to follow the rules. So take, please blatantly steal what Stephen, Stephen is about to present here and stick to it because you'll find out just like what he did, it was completely outside the rules and that's how he blew up his account. You follow these rules, you minimize your risk. The, the thing with me is though, like I've got to the point, I was a bit sad at first, but I've got to the point with trading where I can, I have the rules and I can follow the rules yeah. and I can grow my account from 600 to $3,500, 500% in two months. I've only got one rule left to follow. <laughs> it's don't get pissed <laughs> anymore. <laughs> That's the only rule left and, and I've, I've clocked it. But anyway, let, let well, us it, run. It, before we start, I want to make one though. point. Because I, I don't want to jump over what you just said. What's neat about what Steven just said is, you know, he's got over two years in this now. And yes, guess what? Last week he blew up another account. It happens. It happens to everybody over and over again. But what I love, Steven, I love where your mindset is at because you've now, and again, I get it. And the listener might be, how many times is it going to blow up? But you now know that you have that tool set to build an account. And if you can just, you know, you know, don't go to Thailand and get drunk for a week, you know, but, but you know, you're like that, you're like that carpenter with tools and you know, you can show up at a construction site and make money now. Now, as long as you, you know, just like the construction worker that gets drunk and falls off the roof, we just got to avoid those situations. So no, no, I have, I have full, full, full confidence now. I have the skill set, tool set, even the mental ability and discipline to grow an account over and over and over again for the rest of my life. It's just, 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 just watching me personality because I'm, I'm a bit reckless and a bit crazy. And, uh, no. just, no, just refining the final thing of keeping off the drink. I'm, I'm day two sober right now. Let's, let's see how many days I make. 
But um, but no, I'd love to get your perspective on these rules. I don't yep. really want to give them away, but I'm all um at the same time because like I know a lot of people are like, oh, you've you've worked so hard to develop your strategy, and other people should work hard too. But I think stuff is let's let's give this away. And I, and I still how... say, you know, listen, I'm and and I know this might sound you might not even like it, or you know, this it, it, it may sound like I'm some old curmudgeon, but listen. If we have a hundred thousand listeners of the podcast, whatever that number is, probably five people will follow these rules. And, yeah. and I'm sorry to the listener. Listen, I love right. each and every one of you, and I appreciate you watching these these videos. But you you know you know you've been in enough chat rooms. You've been on Twitter. Maybe five people will follow. Maybe maybe five people will steal your system. So and you know why? Because these rules shorten is stuck on its first green day. These rules are the hardest rules to follow. <laughs> all the rules. It's it's not so hard to like cut a VWAP hold in the afternoon when it's not working out. But when the when the stocks are moving fast, these are the hardest rules to follow. So let us let us dive in. Let us share the screen. Um, and uh, I'll we'll go through the six, and I, I ho- I'd like to hope that you'll be on on board with them. Uh, you can see this this second screen, right? Yes. Yep. I got you. Yep. Okay, so basically, uh, just to give some context, this is NBY. Uh, we can see where this arrow is here. Can you see the cursor okay? Yep, yep. Uh, we can see it ran on 50 million volume, had a huge day making it a former runner from 0.5 up to 3.5. Gapped up the next day, which they typically do, and then it crashes uh, because it, it goes from 50 million to 30 million the next day. It doesn't have enough volume to kind of keep the people who bought on the first day interested and move again. And once it starts to tumble, it, uh, it, it falls. Once, once it, once it, what's the phrase? Once it, once it rains, it pours. And, yeah. and that's kind of what it's like with this. Well, stock. and, you know, and, and, and this is a classic, what we would call a, you know, a junk stock. I mean, this, this is not, you know, you know, this is once the momentum shifts, you know, all the longs are like, get me the hell out. And then the shorts are all coming in. So all you've got is selling. You know, when, when the, when it fails to continue the next day and breaks down, all you have is selling because everybody that, that held from the day before is selling and the shorts are selling because they're, you know, they got to sell first and, and just who's going to buy this piece of crap on a day two. So on fame. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a 12 million, it, it, I think, no, it's a, tw- it's a 12 million float or a 19 million float. I can't remember which, but it's an under 20 million float. Uh, so it's basically, it's traded all of its float on the way up and all of its float on the way down, which basically means everyone who is in this stock, who is long, is underwater and looking to sell at the next push. And, and then this is the, the next push. This is on the 29th and this is what I, this is so the what stock. You're, what you're doing there, you know, and again, if, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, be sure to check out our YouTube. We'll, we'll try and talk you through it as much as possible. But what Stephen has showed here is, is rule number one. He has shown that this is a, you know, what we could traditionally call like a one and done type stock. Okay. So back, so, so historically about a month before the stock spiked and failed. So as I always say, I I stole it from Mark Twain. I believe, you know, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. So he's checked the first box. He's got a one and done stock. This is, this is what you want to look for, for a chart pattern for something to short. So, okay. So. I didn't even so see. Rule, I didn't even see rule, it. Rule number one: If it is run before, it must be forecast 
And when I say forecast, generally a stock, what it trades pre-market, it'll generally trade between nine and 12 times that. That's not by any standards legitimate, but most of the time it'll trade nine, ten, nine, ten, eleven, twelve times. Uh, the stock's up. It's run before. Uh, it must be forecast to run less volume than the day in question. Now, the reason that I'm saying that it's, it goes against the golden rule that if there's the full float are underwater who went long, the next time it pops up, which is here, you don't want more. I mean, if you've got more than 50 million volume, if you've got anywhere near this amount of volume, you'd expect that it will do something similar. So you want significantly less. So when the, when the vol, when the stock does pop up on less volume, you've got a bit of selling pressure out because that people at the open are all trying to get out who've been in long from that previous time. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, this is the, that's the bag holder exit. So, you know, yeah. you know, you know, and again, I, I, I love where you're going with this. So, so you now know that when the stock gaps up, you know, on lower volume, that basically, you know, you know, that's, that's given the bag holders the exit. And if you don't have, I use the term ridiculous volume, you know, where it's just, where it's that projection, that Steven's projection, where it's going to eclipse the, you know, if this thing was projected to trade a hundred million shares, different story, but it was probably projected to trade a hat, you know, a handful, maybe, you know, maybe 5 million, et cetera. So. Yeah. And I mean, you can bet on this day, it would have traded a good four, five, six million uh, pre-market on this day. So on this day, I remember it was trading about 300, 400,000, 500,000. And, and you just know that it's, it's never going to have the same oomph that it had on this day because it just doesn't have the bias to take it up. So just rule number one is, uh, it, if you're going to short the first green day and it's had a big green day in the past, it must be forecast to run with significantly less volume than the, the, the first green day. So my, uh, my comment is I love, I love, you like, love rule number you're in, one. You're in, you love rule number one. Excellent. Yep. And, and now, I want to make this point before we move on. I think this is something that many newer traders overlook. They look at the price. They look at the chart, which is great. But I don't think I don't think there's many. Now I have no way of proving this theorem. I don't think there's many people, many newer traders, are out there doing this volume projection idea to yeah. see. Okay, is there enough interest in this stock? Because because that's what volume represents. Okay, volume represents yeah. eyeballs demand. Yeah, and and so I love your rule because you're looking at it like saying, hey, this thing ain't gonna do. You know, barring some news in the afternoon or, you know, or something, this thing's going to trade nowhere near what it did the last time it spiked. And, and, and you can see it on the tape as well. If it's got these crazy, crazy, not, not even like, do you know, you get the ladders as the ladders go up. If, it, if it's just got these crazy up, up spikes and it's holding them, then you can, you can tell by the tape as well. But if it's just dwindling along and it's almost going to crack and, then you can tell by the tip, but it's more accurate to do a volume projection. But yep. point two and three, which kind of go together, point two uh, is, is one of the rules where you can short. Um, if it has run before, you should never, ever be in more than a quarter size. You would probably say no size at all <laughs> or a third for the risk for it to be just in case it runs unexpectedly again. You do not want, even if it looks weak pre-market, you don't want to be in more than a quarter or a third size because if it does Rip out the open for, for some reason. It's a trick. It's an institution playing a trick. It's a large buyer ripping shorts heads off. News comes out at 931. You've got to be very, you've got to be very careful. So you want to be looking really for the double tops or wait, risk. Wait, off the wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay. You want to just go to the team? What happened? 
Okay, go on, go on. Let's go. So you're, let's just bring up you, the you go, to, you go to Thailand and, and you, you totally forget about me. Okay, no, no, no. I, 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 the, the, that you're no longer willing to work with me on this podcast. Uh, not a lady boy, but if, let's just go to this one. <laughs> let's just go to this one. Okay, so he has NBY. You can see the volume is dwindling, what, and, and but you do get that spike. Uh, it goes from 115 to 145. That's a huge jump. And that, and that, that's, and it holds it. That's a red flag. But what's your opinion on that? So, so back to number two. No, I love it because I, I just want to, I love that as a rule. You're, 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 you're slowly converting me here. But, um, man, this goes to the, to the newer short sellers out there. Listen, short these first green days if you want. But if you're doing it with 80, 90% of your account, or if you're doing it on freaking margin, please listen to Steven. Okay. You don't go in full size, especially on margin, you know, at 9.15 a.m. I mean, that's why so many people blow up doing this. Take that, you know, instead of 1,000 shares, take 200 shares. I mean, if you got a small account and you make 50 cents a share or a buck a share, that's $100, $200. That's really good on a small account. So please, if you're short in that green day, don't do it full size and please don't, please I beg you, don't do it on margin. No, and honestly, and that was that was how I managed to grow my account five hundred percent. And it's it's because the the main difference between me trading last year and this year was I would be in a heavier size pre market, then I'd be adding, and some days I'd blow up, and other days I'd make a, a smallish profit. I'd make like ten percent, twelve percent. But if you just wait for the open to wait to short them over the double top, you're getting like you you're taking the full piece of the move. And you're taking 30, 40% of the move, or sometimes a 30, 40% gain. And your risk is only like a couple of percent on the double top, which means you can significantly grow your account where if you're trying to make up for lost gains when you are too heavy pre-market, then you're just going to blow up your account and not get as good a risk reward. Um, and, and just, that's, that's the way it, that's so the way jump it works. Back. What was, I, I, I want to read rule. I, I see the chart. Yeah. So I want, to, well, I want to read rule three. What, what was the text? Rule so. three is look for the double tops and risk off the initial high of day. If it breaks that, the initial high of day after 9.30, it will likely run. So again, love this rule. If, uh, you know, if you're a Stocks to Trade Pro member out there, you hear me talk about this dip and rip type setup every single day. I mean, if you, or if you've listened to the past podcast, that basically one of my favorite setups is the opposite of what, of what Steven's talking about. It's that stock that spikes dips and then breaks that high. Now what's in that, that's the, one of my favorite long setups, but what Steven's saying is similar setup, but you're looking for that spike, then the respike and then the fail, or, you know, I've, I hear the term like stuff move a lot where, it, you know, people talk that it stuffed into the high a day and that's exactly it. So now, you know, that you've ideally got a good entry because twice it failed to break the high of the day. And then you also have a clear exit because listen, if you stay in this stock as it breaks the high of the day, the third attempt, then you're just an idiot and you're asking for disaster. So I love this because you get the double top and then if it gets there again, you know, okay, I'm out. I can't stay in this. Yeah, so basically the way I played this is around this period of time, 
there's no there's no volume at all. There's no interest. It hasn't really done anything. But then when you get this push, this is when it hits everyone's scanners. Yep. It's hitting everyone's scanners around 918, 920, because it's just moved 915 to 945. It's up like 20, 25% on the day or something like that. You don't really want to be getting in anywhere around <laughs> here because it could just go to two instantly. You well, need we to be a bit more careful. Today, DP, I mean, DPW, we had a stock today. <laughs> it went up 500% in pre-market. You know, if you're yeah. shorting that move, good luck. So. Every, I, I know people think I'm crazy because I was getting lots of tweets by people saying, I hope you're not in this show, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, I was like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking a few days. I've just got back from Thailand. But, um, so basically you want to be careful. This doesn't go 500%, but like when it gets near the open and it's, and it's struggling to make that kind of new high of day pre-market, this is where I took like, a, like about a quarter, a third to think, all right, it might just hit this higher day and, and, and drop out. So I took about a third in there just to think that it could wash out. And then after that, I shorted into the spike. So I probably had another entry roughly here. I think it'll, most times you'll see a stock spike 78% at the open before it pulls back. And if it doesn't pull back much or if it pulls back a little bit and rips again, it's just too strong and it's away. Yep. Um, and then it pulled, <laughs> so, so this, this, this morning spike, this is your high of day. For me, it pushed, um, little consolidation kind of pushed again. Then it had its pullback where it comes back down here. Now, if it manages to consolidate like this and then rip through, then, then you've got to be out. If it breaks this point at any time, you've got to be out. Yeah, um, so I was that VWAP hold pattern into the afternoon if it, if it tracks sideways. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I was a third here, and then I was a third into the spike, and then I was a third as it pushed a second time. Now, if it pushes through here... I might give it a couple of seconds above this line, but I'm like talking seconds. And if it just keeps on going, I'm immediately out because all the other shorts are going to cover, all the professional shorts are going to cover, and, I, and all, all the longs are going to buy. And it, it can easy jump 5%, 10% here, and you don't want to be caught in that 10% rip. Um, but as it happens, it, it, it comes all the way back down. So, so this is how I'd play position size. This is how I'd have kind of rules to, to look, for the, look for the double top and risk off the initial high of if it breaks that it will likely run this is what i'm referring to and i like your i like your scaling in as well now you know um that it's, it's i love it because you know you're taking that feeler position you can call it now you might end up burning some day trades that's the only bad part you know because if you're stopping out on those feelers but that's part of the game you know if you're under the pdt and you're short and early you got to be willing to burn those day trades to stop out because you can't you know, you can't overstay in these things. And, and I love the way you approached it where you let it spike early, pulled, then you put that feeler on and then you add it into the parabolic move, I guess you would call it. So, yeah. And, and, and the crazy thing is though, when I grew me account from 600 to three and a half thousand, I was just doing the same thing over and over. I was just doing this over and over and over. This is the only setup I took. And I did the same thing with the same setup, with the same rules over and over and over. And it, it was just like too good to be true. Until I got drunk in Thailand, but I'm just going to do it. But I'm just going to do it again because I know how to do it. But uh, the only other criteria is generally this was a biotech. Only look for biotechs, and the reason that I only do it with biotech, and if it's quiet for biotechs, I just don't trade. Um, and like sometimes I will, like if it's like a retail or something like that. Um, I'll I'll stay away from commodities, but if it's retail or technology, like sometimes I'll try, but I'll be so careful. Because a lot of the time, if, if a retail stock's up or a, 
um, an online kind of things up or a, it's something else is up, which probably is a hot sector. The two unpredictable. You can't guess what they're going to do. And I like that rule as well. You know, avoid, listen, the, the reason we love hot sectors so much is people just lose their minds. Um, so I say rule four is great. Avoid the hot sector. If it's, you know, if, if weed stocks are going nuts, if crypto's going nuts, if, if, you know, you know, cloud computing, social networks, avoid those. Biotechs always spike and a lot of them spike and fail. So I love this rule that, and, and I see you talk about this from time to time where you're like, well, this stock is my pattern. It's doing what I want, but it's not a biotech. And, and, and listen, we love biotechs because they run and shorts love them because 99% of them are jokes, will never make money, may never even have a product. So they're great. To, for for those spike and fails, so yeah, and 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 just to add on to that, the reason that none of them will ever make money is because these biotechnology companies they're trying to develop products, and ninety nine percent of them never do develop the products, but they need to keep on making money to continue trying to develop the product that they won't develop. Where an actual company might have some good news that has half a chance of turning it around, but a biotech, it's it's just much less likely, and that's why I love them. Um. Number five, judge the float against the volume to see how many are underwater. We kind of, we touched this. So if, if, uh, it looks like in the, in the daily chart, everyone's underwater, which we talked about before. If, if it's only traded 500,000, you can guess at the open, most are going to sell because most are already underwater. So I think we've covered that. Because that, yeah, yeah. And just to, just to clarify to the listener, because you know, that secondary spike and, and, you know, again, if you're listening along, definitely check out YouTube, but Steven showed, I mean, about a month before the stock spiked and failed on much higher volume. If you don't have that volume, if you don't have those buyers, odds are, okay. You know, that's why you have to have a stop, but odds are, if there's not more buyers, well, not the same amount or more buyers a month later, there's just there, there's not enough volume to support the spike, and odds are it's going to fail. So, yeah, and and that's always the case though. You think like if the stock spiked on fifty million, and it's only and it's and it only looks like it's going to trade five or ten million the next time it spikes, it's just not going to run. It's just not going to because people are like, well, if it took fifty million to run the last time, it's not going to run on ten this time when it's a significantly lower stock price and and the charts significantly downtrended since. It's going to take more. Like format, like if you look at the weed stocks as well on the weed sector, it's like if it's ran before, people are going to think it's going to need an even bigger move yep. to go higher. And we've time. seen that with the weeds. I mean, the last year, we, we, they occasionally get going, but the volume never mm-hmm. comes. And every time for the last year, they've all been one and dones or maybe a couple days and then they fade back because we can't eclipse the volume from like 2015. And then I think. 2017 was the last time we kind of had like a real run. And that's a great point. You know, there's just, there's not enough buyers to push it to those levels again. Yeah. And it's, and that's why all the stocks, like Tim Sykes said, all the stocks become like these bouncing balls that have these dead cat bounces. Um, but occasionally like one goes a bit higher and a bit higher and a bit higher and a bit higher than, and then, and then well, all but, of a sudden, but, but, but the point but, is but, but, when that, it does, when that relax. one comes, you know, and when we get game. that, it, when that one comes, it's because it's trading, you know, it's like RKDA and it's trading 60 million shares, you know. So that's, I think the biggest takeaway for the listener is please 
write down and focus on Stephen's rule number one. I just don't think enough people are even paying attention to that. They look at the percent gain, they make fun of the news, but they're not even paying attention to the volume, good or bad. So, uh, and and like this rule, this number one rule is number one for a reason, and it's because it's the most important rule. Because you don't even need to like. It's better if you do, but like you don't need to put as that much emphasis on SEC failings, if any. You don't really need to. You do. You should look. Well, at especially in biotech. That's the, that's the beautiful yeah. thing about biotech is it's basically pointless to read the SEC filings because it's a horror show. You know, every biotech SEC filing will turn your hair white. So that's the nice thing. You basically don't even need to read them because it's all just a disaster. So. Yeah, and, and in terms of looking at the news, you don't really need to look at the news. You just need to, well, look at the news or look at the profile of the company and just make sure it's not cancer or children. Yep. Because they're the cancer and children are generally the only two that run. Um, and if it's not, if it's not cancer or children and it follows these rules and you're not short and pre-market and you get that double top, then it's, it's, it's a very solid, solid strategy to consistently build profits. The only final, uh, checkpoint is how, how and when do you get out? Um, and it's generally watch for, tri- because a lot of these biotechs, if it's a quiet day or if the news is good, uh, they will wash because people who are underwater from a previous time will sell in the morning and that's why it drops. But if the news is good, it can kind of trend back. And a lot of people will be like, Oh, you shorted this stock and it's up here. And I'm like, Oh, well, I shorted it because the people who went it from when it downtrended, I wait, pushed it down and, and the shorts always short biotechs in the morning. Like I see the patterns, so this is why I do it. But they can come back, so you've got to like think when is the right time to come out of it as well. And um, if I can just bring up this uh, next chart, one second. If you you can see how you get this double top, and then you've got this downtrend. But the minute that you see this arrow here, where you've got this higher low, I'm out on the higher low because I don't know if this is gonna. It's it, on this time it comes to VWAP and rejects again. But I don't, once it changes trend, I'm just out because I'm not going to risk it coming to VWAP, testing VWAP and coming back up. And, and whether I could have got a better price and got out in the 120s when instead I got out in the 130s, ultimately, I, if I didn't, if, if I just thought, oh, I'll just, I risk this high low, so I'll just risk this high low, then you risk the next high low, the next high low. And before you know it, it's up in the 150s. So you've got to get out of the trend change as well. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a great point. Again, um, you know, a lot of newer short sellers they they have unrealistic expectations. They hold for too big of gains. You know, listen, Stephen again as recently as a couple of weeks ago went from like six hundred to thirty five hundred by taking small gains. Don't um, don't underestimate how quickly small gains add up. And listen, if you're going to play this short game, you can't. I mean, you can't expect this stock to go you know, give the entire move back or, or go from up 80% to down 30%. I mean, listen, you catch a nice percentage gain move, you take that profit. And then like Steven does, I mean, it's late in Dubai. He takes that profit and he leaves. He doesn't care what the thing does in the afternoon. And maybe you've got a day job. You take that quick profit in the morning, go to work. Who cares what NBY does the rest of the day, but don't get stuck in these grinds. Nah, I, I like honestly, like whatever it's up, like from my experience, you can take a quarter of the move, you can yep. take a fifth of the move. See, it's a up, lot of people want to, I mean, a lot of people, oh, it's going red on the day. Well, good luck with that, man. Nah, but like, and, and once in a hundred times it will, but like, <laughs> that's once in a hundred. But like, if it's up a hundred percent, 
like, and, and if it's up a hundred and then you get a drop to 80, like you want to take that 20% or if, if it's up 50% and it gets down to like 37, 38, you just take your 12 or 13%. Like that's 13%. Exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need more than that. Just take your risk reward, take, take your, take a quarter of the move, take a fifth of the move of the overall move on the day and, uh, and, and do it every day for a couple of months and you, you'll see your account grow. And uh, there's me six rules. Have I converted you? So, so, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's jump back to the rules and yep, and let, and let's wrap up here. So I do want to I do want to have them on screen. So in my listen, uh, maybe maybe you caught me in a good mood. I don't know, but I agree. Listen, I know I I know especially like on Twitter, I make fun of if you, if you follow my social, you know, I make fun of these early short sellers all the time because they don't follow these rules. And I, I think you've, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Okay. You just did it a couple weeks ago using these rules. And you said, this is all you did. Very simple setup, six rules. If they don't line up, you don't do it. So I'm converted, but I also know that our, you know, out of the hundred people that, that are listening right now, 99 won't follow 99 and a half won't follow these rules. So it just does not, it doesn't matter. You know, if you're not going to follow the rules, nothing matters. I mean, it's like, so I, I'm not worried about you giving away this magical system because I know 1% Never. maybe will follow them. So. But this is why everyone gives out DVDs. Like how many people give out DVDs and then no one, no one gets any better exactly. <laughs> because no one follows the rules in the DVDs. And that's why you've got to make your own rules because when you make your own rules, you, you've got a better chance of following them because they're yours for, learned from painful experiences. Sure. So, so in summary, listen, my friends, I will still beg you, especially if you're a new trader, please don't short first green day, low float stocks. But, <laughs> but if you, if you are, if you are determined to follow Steven's rules create your own rules, you know, don't go for those rides. Don't blow up your account, have some rules, have a stop loss and stick to them. I tell you, I talk about this every day in the Stocks to Trade Pro. Listen, if you're, let's say you're 22 years old or hell, if you're 45 years old, I plan on day trading for another 50 plus years. One day will not make the difference in your account. Okay. But one day, can destroy your account. One in five minutes, you can go from five thousand to fifty dollars in your account in minutes doing this stuff. Yeah. But if you stick to the rules, that can't happen. So please print out Stephen's rules and follow them if you're going to short that first green day of a low floater. Right, and and if you can't, and this is what Tim Sykes said to me ages ago, and I just couldn't do it then either. But but I can now, but I couldn't then. He's like, if you can't follow the rules, trade a smaller position size. So like you're almost bored, so it's mechanical that you can follow the rules, but don't trade size that you can't emotionally handle because if you you can't follow the rules, then you're not going to make money. And I was like, no, no, I'll I'll just learn at higher stakes. And you you can't do that. Like I I went through a $600 account and I made $20 and $30 and I'm going to have to do it again, but it's, it's fine though, because it's good practice to follow the rules and then withdraw. If, if you start, if you start losing discipline and start getting greedy again, withdraw and start again and go back until you can. Well, Steven, I know that every time you go to Thailand, you come back enlightened. 
I think you've reached the next plateau of enlightenment with these trading rules. So I do appreciate it and, uh, and glad to have you back. And to the listeners out there, listen, I already said it, but I'm going to repeat it. Follow the rules. That's the best way to stay in this game. Your number one goal in learning day trading is to stay in the game. If you blow up your account, you're done for another six months or nine months until you can squirrel money away. Follow the rules. Stick to it. Hi, this is Nathan from San Jose, California. And I like to drive into work while listening to Steven and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast until I fired my boss and made myself my own. You too can register to win real actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com, and make Steady Trading a real-time gig. If you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating. Write a glowing review on iTunes. I did, and this is how we say goodbye in the Silicon Valley. See you next time.